Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word KING to 727-472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and we are continuing along this, uh, I don't know if it's series is the right word, but uh, really just diving into this content of, of what it means to be fruitful. We talked about that last week, uh, and today I want to dive into more about how do we remain fruitful. And a lot of what we're what we're talking about is is really essentially you know I wrote the book the Kingdom Entrepreneur uh, the Seven Day Blueprint and then ultimately at Genesis one twenty eight so God created for six days He created and as uh, at the end of that day uh, He essentially gave us this what I believe is our cultural mandate and that is. Genesis 128, what I think is actually like a strategy, uh, not just to have babies. Uh, certainly that that is a part of it, but it's not the 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 whole part of it. Yes, we are to reproduce, uh, to have children, to be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, ultimately have dominion, but also the cultural component to that as kingdom entrepreneurs. There's so much more. Uh, you guys have seen this and people that have kids, but don't necessarily raise them up correctly, right? They're not teaching them the cultural components of operating within the kingdom. And so there's a breakdown that actually takes place when we are not abiding in the true vine. And we're going to talk about that as we flow through the rest of today. So before that, though, let's quick, let's recap last week, what we talked about, the understanding from Genesis 1.28. Uh, we've been given that mandate to, uh, first off, God blessed us and then said to be fruitful, to multiply, to have dominion on the earth. And in the Old Testament, there's multiple references of uh, bearing fruit is a lot of it was you know having offspring, uh, and that was a sign of blessing throughout the Old Testament or a sign of of cursing. Right, if there was not fruit in a person's life, that, that's and again, there's multiple references throughout the Old Testament uh, that I'll, I'll let you kind of do your own digging on that. But then in the New Testament, right, first off, man fell. We know what happened there as we as we read through a part of Genesis multiple other references that we've been told to be fruitful and multiply, specifically even Noah, that the flood took place. And then God then gives Noah, again, this, this new command, basically the same one, to be fruitful, to multiply, fill the earth. And then the, 
the New Testament comes along, multiple references and promises of Jesus, the Messiah, throughout the Old Testament, Jesus comes on the scene, fulfills it, and then teaches you know all these concepts about the kingdom, God's rule and reign in our life. But a, a key component that, that he talked a lot about was fruit, right? And bearing fruit. And ultimately that as disciples of Jesus, we will be known by our fruit. And one thing that I mentioned last week as I kind of ended was that we will, that you can be productive as an entrepreneur. You can be productive. You can look across uh, just society, look across the entire world about very productive people that have no fruit, right? So you can be productive and not be fruitful, but I do not believe that you can actually be fruitful without being productive. I mean, think about this. It's just, it's an incredible side effect of, of being fruitful. You're just naturally, you're bearing the fruit of a disciple, of a kingdom, mind God's rule and reign type of entrepreneur. But how do we actually remain fruitful? How do we remain fruitful, which will ultimately allow us to remain to be productive? And back to Genesis 1.28, I believe, as I mentioned, this is like a strategy, this is a business strategy if we if we really put our this perspective on it that we are to be fruitful in everything that we do. That was our first command was to be fruitful. We'd mentioned um, you know to be productive essentially to produce. And then we are told to multiply. Right? So if we're first told to produce and then we're told to multiply just understanding how fruit works just like you know an apple or any type of fruit that you you can think of, there's seeds within these fruit. So if we are told to be productive and then multiply, this assumes, we can assume that in writing this, there's the assumption that there is seed inside all of us. And follow me on this, guys, because fruit, fruit is the result of seed, right? If you think about it, like how, how fruit actually takes place, how we, you know, eat it, how we grow a tree or a plant, whatever the case is, there's seed, right? It's the result of seed. So in order for us to be fruitful, we got to plant seeds, right? And you can even just go back to, you know, our original understanding of to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth in the same way, right? Man, Adam had to plant his seed with Eve, Right Not to be like graphic, but that's that's essentially what we're doing. How God even created us to be fruitful was men have a seed that we sow into a female, right? And again, not to be graphic, but you guys get me on this understanding of how we are, are how we reproduce and be productive, and it doesn't just end there. So the demand for us to be fruitful is the presumption that we all have seed and we all have it. I have it. You have it, right? No matter what your mental state is right now, you have seed. God has created you in his image and he's, he's given you that seed of greatness inside of you. And sometimes for us, that seed from a business standpoint, this could be new ideas, right? This could be new visions that you have, the business that you're building, the new ideas that you don't even know you have yet, but they're there. They're on the inside of you. But it, it starts it starts with us 
And it starts with us having this understanding that in order for us to be fruitful, we first must start planting seeds. And once you start planting seeds, you then become fruitful. And once you're fruitful, then we are told to multiply. And to multiply, that's something that we then do. Actually, I'm going to break this down for you guys. So fruitful is something that we become. Then we're told to multiply, and that's something that we do. And then we are told to have dominion. That is something that we have. And if this rings a bell to any of you within the King's Council community, you know that we do an exercise called have, do, be. We do this in our vision setting exercises of what do you want to have? What do you want to do? And ultimately, who do you want to be? What do you want to be within this life? And the very first thing that you have to, whatever material goals or, or uh, even kingdom goals of like, what do you want to give? How do you want to impact this world? The very first thing is you have to be fruitful. You have to do, multiply, and then you have dominion. Because this is like this, this overarching concept of how we operate as kingdom entrepreneurs. To have dominion, we multiply. And the only way that we multiply is we first become fruitful. And we're fruitful when we start to sow seeds. Okay, Every fruit has seed. And anything that you're supposed to do, you have seed inside of you. Anything that, you, that God has placed inside of you, it's already there. Right, God created for six days and then ended it, giving us this cultural mandate to be fruitful. Guys, and this is why this is, is so important, guys. I get, I get so excited just thinking about the things that are going to be done and will continue to be done within the, the kingdom of God, within this community of the King's Council. And, and you know, I'm just so honored that God has given us the ability to uh really lead by example within this this kingdom entrepreneur community right so and, and just a side note guys if if you're not an entrepreneur first off if you consumed any of our content I, you are an entrepreneur right whether you believe it or not what you do vocationally is irrelevant of this understanding of you're an entrepreneur are you willing to undertake okay if you if you are and now you're you're sitting here going i don't know what to do I'm not really sure if I have a this vision or, or this idea, um, and you need to talk it out. You need to walk it out here. Uh, you've got seeds, but you're not sure where you sow them. You're not sure uh, how, to, you know, how to nurture them, how to grow them, how to prepare the soil, right? If you can kind of understand where I'm going here, then reach on out. Reach on out to the King's Council community. Okay, join us. Text the word KING to 727-472-3860. You know, I don't want to make this a big advertisement for the King's Council, but guys, that's what we're here for. That's the whole intent of this podcast even is, is we want to provide tremendous value to you to understand, to break down these mental obstacles, these barriers of doubt that the enemy continues to flood the kingdom community with just like, we don't know what to do. We, we can't do this. We're not good enough. And I'm just going to cancel any of those thoughts in your mind right now. Because God has given you those seeds. He's created that greatness inside of you. But now it's up to us. He, he created us to co-create with him. And scripture then, as you continue to read throughout the New Testament, scripture, 2 Corinthians 9, um, verse 10, clearly says that God gives seed to the sower. 
And when I, the first time I read that, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, but as I've matured in my faith and understood what this really meant, it's like God gives seed to the sower. And then it also then says in bread for food. And, but it's understanding that it's the seed. It's the seed that God, he can certainly rain down manna from heaven, right? We've seen that in multiple times within the Old Testament, but also God can do miracles for us, but he's also given us the ability to do miracles. You need to understand that, guys. And I'm going to go through some some clear examples with you here, but knowing that in 2 Corinthians that it says that, that God gives seed to the sower, I'm just going to bluntly ask you, are you a sower? Are you a sower? Are you a, a consumer who's just eating your seed, or are you a producer, a.k.a. a sower, somebody that is sowing into to new ideas, new visions, sowing into kingdom projects, sowing into to just to the love of others, right? That ultimately bears fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Are you eating your seed? Are you simply consuming it? And this could be us guys just going to church on Sundays. We're just like, cool, I'm checking this box being a Christian, right? This is what culture tells me I'm supposed to do is we go to church on Sundays and uh, uh, maybe I even tithe and you know I'm, I'm getting into heaven. I've checked the box. I'm consuming. Or are you a producer? Because here's the deal, guys. The world needs your seed. The world needs your seed. God created you for a very specific purpose to be on this earth right now. And what's interesting though, is that the world doesn't eat seed. Understand this, guys. God gives us seed, but the world doesn't eat seed. It eats fruit. So this is this understanding of, of which really just gets me jacked up as an entrepreneur. If you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, then we're on the complete same page here because God's given us this creative ability. And if you if you like to, to build things and, and take something from, from, you know, could be literally from nothing to, to something, or it could be taking a concept that's already there and then making it better, right? That's the seed that we're talking about here because God already created everything. Within six days, he created everything. And then he stopped creating because he created us to co-create with him, to be fruitful and to multiply. And I'm gonna give you guys some examples on this. I know I've mentioned this in the past, but just understand, like, from the beginning of time through the acceleration of what we've experienced, just, I mean, I'm only 37, but I was just thinking back, you know, everything that we have is just on our phones now, and 10 years ago, it was definitely getting there, but 10 years prior to that, like, early 2000s, I had a flip phone at that time. But I certainly didn't have the entire internet at my fingertips. And I mean, it's just crazy the acceleration that's taken place. 10 years before that, you know, in the early 90s, man, just to think of, of the advancements that have taken place because of the productivity that's happening in the world, right? Notice I said productivity, not necessarily fruitfulness. Because I, I believe you can be productive. Things are, are producing, things are happening, but they're all for naught. They will burn and be gone the moment 
that Christ returns. And, and, and what I want to be, and I believe that's why you're even listening to this as a kingdom entrepreneur, I want to be fruitful. I want to have the dominion that has, has been given to us if we operate as a kingdom entrepreneur. As believers, we should be the ones that are creating these incredible platforms that are that people are using. We should be the ones that that are are creating new phones and new gadgets and, and widgets and and coming up with unbelievable concepts. If we invite God into this process, I'm reading this book right now um, uh, by R.G. Letourneau. Was Josh Fierstein. Uh, and Josh Latimer both had told me about this. If you know them, they're they're new partners within us within the King's Council. And as we're we're building out some some amazing, incredible new announcements that I'm I'm excited to share with you guys here uh, regarding our our new network, uh, a television uh, network that we we're building upon what we know is what we know is truth. And some of you've heard heard me mention this in the past. Like, listen. We don't have any right to to complain about what we tolerate in our lives. And I, I want to be one that, that's not just going to talk about things and complain about things, but I want to be one that's going to do something about it. And that's what we're doing. You know, I'm so grateful for these connections within the King's Council that is allowing this to happen, that, that we can actually create a, a network. Yes, news is going to be a part of it. Uh, virtual or not virtual, excuse me, but uh, reality uh, TV shows and uh, fun, you know, cartoons for kids and but non woke cartoons. Like, understand here, this is kind of where I'm going with this. Is like, as believers, we can complain about a lot of things or we can do something about it. And faith without works is completely dead. And I want, I know if what's inside of me is was because my prayer has been like, God, break my heart for what breaks yours, and. It's this. It's it's like having, creating an impact on this world. And partly, as you guys know, it's like a couple of years ago, almost three years ago, uh, you know, just this feeling of unfulfillment in my life that was just so overwhelming. And then and then COVID happened. And then it's like, man, uh, something's got to change. So I got to do something about this. And what really hit it for me was when my daughter walked in and was like, I just felt like I cannot leave this earth. I cannot depart this earth the way that it is right now without doing something about it because of my next my Ellie my the seed that I planted uh, I want to make sure that she is raised up right and I can I can lead by example and I know some of you are like that as well and so I'm just going to challenge you to let's do something about it I'll give you guys some more context regarding um, AFN and, and what we're doing there with our network and some some future episodes but uh, back to just this understanding that you've got that seed of greatness in you. And if not you, then who? Right? I've mentioned this in the past. Like God created everything and he never created. I'm sitting at a table right here, right? He didn't create this table, but he created the tree. And then over time, through man's cre- co creative abilities with the original creator, has made this table and has made the homes that we live in, even transportation. Some of you that are that are driving right now, I pulled up really the the history of transportation, and I'm going to give you guys a couple of these, just how it's progressed, because we can do and are called to do the same thing, to be fruitful, to continue to multiply, to progress until the day that we die. We are called to do that. So 4,000 BC, horses and camels were the primary source of transportation, 4,000 BC. 
okay? 3500 BC, fixed wheels and carts were actually invented. Man, I mean, just think of this, like creating the wheel, like to just be incredible. Also, that same time frame, 3500 BC, river boats were invented. So it's like, oh man, we figured out there, there's wood. Now it floats. We can float it down a river. 2000 BC, chariots are now built. 312 BC, there's paved roads built by the Romans. It's like, think, like, this is the body of Christ, truly. Like, somebody's building this, the, the, uh, chariots and they're like, man, these roads are bumpy. Let's let's make paved roads. That took 1,700 years for that to happen, but it still happened, guys. The compass was actually invented in China in 1044 AD. We're now AD. The compass was invented 1044. 1662, the first horse-drawn uh, public bus, a, a, a horse-drawn bus was invented in 1662. Um, there's other things here. The hot air balloon was launched. Actually, this is what I thought was interesting. The first internal combustion engine was in, invented in 1807. The first internal combustion engine, 1807. But it wasn't for another 100 years in which it was used to power cars and motorcycles. It's fascinating to me, guys, that all of this has, has taken place. And now it just seems like things are just accelerating so quickly, which is incredible right? It's this creative power that we've been given. But at the end of the day, if we understand that Genesis 128 is more than a produce baby concept, but it's actually a business strategy to be fruitful, understanding that the world doesn't eat seed, it eats fruit, and then we can actually multiply. So how do we do this? How do we actually like remain fruitful? Because if we know, we understand we're supposed to sow seed, which would be like our ideas and our visions. Uh, but is that it? Like, that's just, that's what I'm supposed to do as a kingdom entrepreneur? No, no, no. There's way more to this than that, guys. Because we are called to remain fruitful. And as I mentioned last week, as I ended that, I wanted to run through John, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to just read this with you guys and then break this down a little bit. Because this is where... As a kingdom entrepreneur, this is truly what separates us. We've got to have this understanding, guys. Like This is what separates the kingdom entrepreneur from the entrepreneur. John chapter 15 says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will even more fruitful. We're going to come back to that. You are already clean because of the, the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. Interesting. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anything does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, they're thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. 
as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Let's break this down a little bit, guys. This is so much in here. There's so much to, that we could unpack here, but here's one of the key points, most crucial points. There's multiple in here, but one of the most crucial points, guys, that, that I believe is really at least speaks to me into this is that Jesus being the true vine, that the roots in our life, the root in our lives, the true vine in our life is what creates the fruit. And it, it tells us that, that we will be known by our fruit. And from a society standpoint, so many people tend to focus on the fruits rather than the roots. So many people are focusing on the fruit. And this guy's, I mean, I'm guilty of this as well. It's like, it's so cool to look at the fruit. Like that's the visible component. But unless the roots are intact, there, I mean, there can be, I mean, I just see this within the, the church community uh, that, you know, they'll maybe platform somebody because they have a gifting in a certain area, but they have no fruit in their life. And this, we talked about this last week, guys. There's a difference between gifts and fruit. Like there's spiritual giftings that, that, that can take place. And, and when the church will, will platform somebody that has a gift, but they have not inspected if they have any fruit or verify if there is any fruit at all, that's when things can really start to break down. And this is, I think, a, a crucial thing for us just to know, because it, it's, not, it's not good enough just for us to, to know scripture, right? Because that's not fruit. What we have to do is we have to grow it first in order to, in order to have fruit, lasting fruit in our life, you got to grow it, right? There's this understanding, this principle at play of sowing this seed that will grow into actual fruit. Fruit's not just going to, bam, appear, right? No different than a tree. A tree isn't going to just like grind, isn't going to hustle from an entrepreneurship standpoint. You can grind, you can hustle, but determinant of if that tree will ever produce fruit, healthy fruit, it doesn't matter how hard it's trying to work. It's solely dependent upon where it's planted. It's dependent upon the roots. Is it planted in good soil? Is it planted by streams of living water? It's the roots that create the fruits in our life. And if you want to change the visible component, you first have to change the invisible. And we do this by abiding in him the true, true vine. Here's the deal, guys. Some of you, this may be a new, a new concept, and you, you can't change the fruit that's in your life currently, right? The, the current, what you've done, you can look at your life right now and you can feel frustrated or, uh, or just kind of at your end's wit, but there, there's nothing that you can do about the fruit that it ha is, is available, that is prevalent in your life right now, good or bad, okay? There's nothing you can do about what you did, but you can change what you do with it. Hear me on that, guys. You can change. You can choose to make that change today of what you do with that fruit. And you can choose to make a lasting change and really, truly get rooted, abiding in the vine. And another concept or point on this, guys, that here in this chapter, it talks about being pruned. And sometimes as a disciple, 
in order for us to grow, sometimes we got to cut back the branches. Oftentimes, we got to cut back the branches. In order for us to grow, for, for those uh, gardeners out there, you know this, right? It's like I remember my, my mother-in-law was pruning these rose bushes that we had that, you know, I don't know anything about it, but I do understand what Scripture tells me here, right? That sometimes you got to cut it back. You got to prune those those branches in order for them to grow healthier. And some of us, th- this is what discipleship is, guys. Pruning can be painful. And I, I feel like I've gone through this season of, of pruning and cont- will continue to, right? Because if my heart and my desire is to, to continually draw nearer and nearer to my creator, I want to be more and more like God. I want to be continually transformed into his image. There's going to be pruning. There's going to be seasons that where it's just like, hey, in order for me to, to go through this, I have to grow through this. I've got to be pruned and peeled back, uh, humbled in order for him to be glorified. Because that's the ultimate purpose of, of any of this, guys, is, is that he is glorified in everything that we do. And know that that seed that you have, that vision that you have, if he's given you that command, he will absolutely give you the capacity, even when things need to be pruned first. So looking at your situation now, you can choose to be a victim or you can choose to grow through this process, right? It's a pruning season. <laughs> and man, with that perspective, it can get really stinking exciting. It can be so exciting of what God is doing in our individual lives, of how he's, he's growing us to increase our capacity to do more, to be more, and to have more for the kingdom. And one last thing on this uh, fruit. I know that you guys have heard me talk about this in the past, is that sometimes, sometimes fruit can be rotten from the inside out. So it's so important for us to inspect the fruit. Inspect the fruit. And especially if you're in business, if you're getting into business with somebody, uh, if you're single and you're still you know, courting your spouse, like inspect the fruit. Right, that's just an understanding that is this who you truly want to be rooted with for the long haul. Inspect that fruit, but also just on an from an individual standpoint, fruit can also rot on the vine, and I really want us to understand this because if you've been living this this Christian lifestyle, this discipleship, this follower of Jesus lifestyle, and you've yet to pull the trigger, if if you've yet to to take that step of faith. Because that's what this life is about, like is having faith. And back to, I said before, faith without works is dead. It's not faith at all, right? Sometimes if you have fruit, you have a root system, you have fruit. In order for you to multiply, you got to be picked. You have to, you've got to be picked. You've got to be, in order to be fruitful, right? You're fruitful. Now you got to be picked and you have to be put to use, You have to sow those seeds in order for it to continually multiply. So don't let your fruit rot on the vine. And as as kingdom entrepreneurs, as followers, as committed disciples of Jesus, it says that we will be known by our fruit. And the whole purpose of this, guys, is to glorify him, right? We know that that we are called to to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. 
So as a disciple of Christ, if we are known by our fruit, the ultimate purpose of that then is is so that others can taste and see that the Lord is good. I'll leave you guys on that. We'll see you on next week's episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.